Hi, I'm Margaret Cho. You're listening to the Monsters of Talk. I'm here with my co-host. Hi, I'm Jim Short. Jim and I are outside of the Geffen Theater in Westwood. We were waiting for our good friend, Amber Tamblin, who's coming down. She did an amazing show. We just watched her performance and uh, a show called Reasons to be Pretty by Neil LeBute, which was a beautiful play. A really, it was really, um, it really affected me. It really got into my mm-hmm. heart. Are you sad right now? I'm sad. Are you angry? I'm angry. It was one of those shows that it was like, it brought up a lot of feelings. Like, and I, all the fights that were in the show, like I've had all of those fights. Mm-hmm. I've been in all of those arguments. It was a very, it was about relationships and two different relationships and, and right. the uh, uh, struggles between the two. And the value of beauty, which is the thing about the show, which was really cool, is that points out this thing is that beauty is subjective. It's not an objective thing. It's a totally mm-hmm. subjective thing. But we have put value on it to create it and to make it an objective thing. And that's the problem with society is that because we have created it and made it into this object, objective, something that can be scored and valued and, mm-hmm. um, and rated, and, and, rated and, and voted on sort and of voted on. that mentality. Yeah. Which I, I wouldn't think like, does that still exist? But obviously it does exist. Mm-hmm. Maybe it doesn't exist in my circle, but... Well, it exists in a sense that it exists in society. In society. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or it exists in the idea of what beauty is in society. But the truth of beauty is that it really is so about experience and memory and who you have grown up to be and what you think is beautiful. It, mm-hmm. it Nothing can, you can never tell what anybody is going to think is beautiful. But the fact that beauty is such an important part of women's wealth in terms of our personal wealth in the world, not necessarily how much money we have, but how much life or, or anything we have. What about this? What about from a bloke's perspective of a guy that thinks somebody who's beautiful who doesn't believe it herself? I think it, God, that's a hard one. Wait, let's ask David Cross. David Cross. David Cross. <laughs> uh, hey. Cheers, mate. Sorry. Cheers. Hi. Uh, sorry, we could bump. Um, Anyone can just wander into this conversation yeah. now. Yeah, it just happened. We're I mean, I didn't do it uh, intentionally. No. Because um, we're all waiting for your lovely wife. Yeah, she. that was her. Uh, I'll just say I'm here. Um, <laughs> we can cut around this. <laughs> uh, no, you don't have to, we don't have to cut around it. Um, this is our podcast, by the way. I would guess. We were, we were going we to... This, this is the this new is thing, a, sitting around in Los Angeles with mics <laughs> in a courtyard. We were going to interview Amber. It's a business. very strange way to uh, communicate with your friend there. I know. Like, <laughs> to put headphones on and speak into mics. <laughs> we wanted to interview Amber, but then we just got into talking about the play. And, like, Amber is so beautiful. And it hurts me that's, to... That's relative. Well, yeah, it's relative to me. Like, to me, she's so beautiful, so it hurts me in this play that her character is feeling all this stuff and pain because she doesn't recognize that or doesn't feel it. Oh, or a typical she needs woman. Something. That's what women do. Yeah. So she represents right. the every woman. Yeah. And it's unfair because women are, we want this idea uh, or, like, value of beauty, but beauty is such a... Uh, it, it, it it's not something that can have a number on it or a value on it or a, you know because we well, like different could, things. You could say, yeah, she's a ten. Mm-hmm. She's a ten to me, but I also not only is it enough. It's not enough for me to say she's a ten. I want everybody to say she's a ten. The last three things literally were 
meant to be taken with sarcasm, but you took them very seriously. Because that's a, the, the feeling that I'm in right now. Literally, the last three but things. But you know you that's so how I am. The play. That's how I am, David. I take everything seriously and really literally. You know me like that. That's not necessarily true. I think so. I don't really have a sarcastic um, or an ironic kind of a point of view. I never, I'm very... Yeah. No, that's true, yeah. Yeah. I guess now they think about it. I'm very yeah. earnest and kind of open-hearted right. and like I don't, I, I, I get very, very upset about stuff like well, you're plays such like a this. champion of women right now, so I think mm-hmm. you you are very um you're feeling that part of it. I'm feeling it. Yeah. But I think that I think that, that does happen. People the society does that to women, but I just asked Margaret about what about like um what was your thing about how men men treat the women like that? But what about my thing is like what if you think a woman is beautiful but she doesn't believe it herself? Yeah. Yeah. Well, which is, happens bec- like what you were saying because so many women don't have that kind of self esteem. I, I dated really a girl tough. briefly who was, uh, um, I thought beautiful, um, but really had, you know, self esteem issues. Yeah. Uh, and it, and it was uh, not, you could not work around it, and it right. just, you know, uh, eventually drove me away yeah. pretty quickly. But um, yeah, it was a real thing. It was yeah. A real issue. Um, you know, she wasn't disfigured in any way. There was no, there was no thing that she could go, oh, but my, you know, I had yeah. uh, uh, third degree burns or whatever <laughs> the thing would be. Uh-huh. Uh, and you're, you're, it's not like you're, but you're still beautiful. Uh, it, there was just nothing, uh, you know, tiny imperfections that every human has, but n- mm-hmm. nothing. They're issues. amplified to her and then nothing you can ever do can well, make I, I her didn't even feel see him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Truly. Right? Yeah. Like you don't, you don't, you don't see. Look well, at that pretty, like me. I'm, pretty I'm just baby. happy to. I'm just happy to have someone. <laughs> oh, bring that maker's mark over here. Yeah, I need a drink. <laughs> yeah. Badly. Uh... We made your husband be interviewed instead of you. <laughs> we for we forced the husband into into a serious conversation. Into he didn't expect such serious. Uh, like a it's like a, a serious ambush. We forced your husband into a serious ambush. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Well, though, they can edit it. Yeah, we can edit. Can we edit it. The whole thing, yeah. Um, it goes up as is. This place up, so All right. We should go right across the street, yonder, yeah. to the grass. Okay, sure. let's do it. Okay, um, we'll be right back. And drink in public yeah. property. Okay. Perfect. This is a great Shibamata impersonation. Oh, do it, do it, do it, do it. I know, I just want to see if you did. Wouldn't that be great, though, if you did? <laughs> said that he's just, you just <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing said that he if does you did? <laughs> I just want to see if it would happen. He does do really amazing impressions, and though. I close my I'll tell you a distinction about David Cross. He's played Allen Ginsberg and Allen Ginsberg's father in movies. Yeah. Wait, where were you Allen Ginsberg's father? Uh, in Kill Your Darlings. Kill Your Darlings. Oh, it was a good movie. Sh- oh, shit. Okay. And he played Allen Ginsberg in... Oh, um, shit. I love you, Al- You know what I love about Allen Ginsberg is that he looks at Dylan really empathetically. Like, you look at Dylan really empathetically, like you understand, like you're trying to empathetic, empathize. Because Alan Ginsberg was annoying him? Like, just... No, uh, you like, no, you're real. Alan Ginsberg is so empathetic towards Bob Dylan. It's the Kate Winslet Bob Dylan, right? At that point uh, in the movie? Kate Blanchett. Oh, yeah, Yeah. Kate Blanchett. That would be weird if it was Kate Winslet. I think he he was, uh, I think there was a bit of a star fucker thing to him. To, to Allen Ginsberg? Yeah. Yeah, maybe, but... Uh, well, with uh, specifically uh, with Bob Dylan. 
Yeah. I think there was some of that. Yeah. yeah. Not, not that that was the entirety of it, but I believe, and I, I did a, I did some research on it. And I think there was definitely that kind of, he uh, hang out with, like, and it, it, it uh, translates to every single generation, but, you know, uh, you get validated by the people you're hanging out with if you're yeah. this, on this kind of edge of... Yeah, but uh, except for the fact that he was the... They were hanging out with him. I mean, he, he really was the the mastermind of that yeah, movement, yeah, he, you know? He yes, was the... But, but, uh, but it's still... It, there was still, it was still also about, in a small way, but significant uh, validation. Like, yeah, um, 100%. Yeah. yeah. He, was, he was also, though, a mastermind in the way that Andy Warhol was. Like, he knew how right. to promote the art of poetry, which is, we can still say, is nothing that no one, ha- no one has been able to do uh, at all. Yeah, he was able to get people. Andy, War- Andy oh, Warhol. Oh, I would. As far as literary people, 100%. Hmm. Really? Yeah. Name well. me a person who knows Andy Warhol and doesn't know Andy uh, Allen Ginsberg. Uh, well, that's not what I, I, I don't mean. Uh, I just meant as far as what they did and their importance to the the time they were in. I would say Warhol. Well, not in was, the same time, but in their respective times. I'd give it to Warhol. Should we hate fuck this out later? <laughs> <laughs> You guys. Just, Margaret, just think of me on top, just saying Allen Ginsberg's name over and over again. <laughs> did you ever tell Margaret that story or anecdote? I think I did. Oh, I about, think I drunkenly oh, told you that at you the ta- bust. Was it about when you were listening to my comedy on iPod? No, that's not, uh, that's not, that's not the right we sequence We were of um, okay. having adult pleasures, and, uh, and, <laughs> and the was iPod random, was on like, random. Yeah. And then it was and, music. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then your set came. I on. think like you're. Right you're. I remember it specifically. It was the one about um, uh, if gay men got their periods, which is like fucking kills me. It makes me laugh so hard. Oh, thank but you. But it's not. It's not uh, a making love soundtrack. No, it's no. not good to fuck to. Uh, it's speak really not for good yourself, to. sir. <laughs> speak for yourself. It was. And I'm, uh, I. I went. No, I, I turned it off. I was like, get, get off me! I want to. I gotta turn this off. <laughs> I wanted it. Margaret's a dear friend. I can't. <laughs> this is not. I know it's a little. I want Margaret to be a dear friend inside me. Oh. <laughs> um, can, can I go back to? Can I go back to what we were talking to David? Which, this is the thing about the play that really affected me. I think you were such a beautiful creature, and I cannot stand it. I'll go with the creature part. Beaut- no. <laughs> Beaut- the, the beautiful girl like you and your character would be in such suffering over, like, just this mis- mis- misunderstanding or just over this idea that this beauty has value and that you don't feel like you're entitled to it or something. Mm-hmm. And it pissed me off so much. And that first, like, when you're, like, the first fight in the show, Reasons to be Pretty, clenches up my stomach and I'm I does not let go for the whole thing I'm pissed off the entire time yeah it's you know it's been a very a very interesting experience hearing people's different reactions to it and I now have a very very keen understanding of why Neil Butte is so um divisive Mm -hmm. and uh people either really love him or I mean when I say loathe I mean people can't even I've had friends come and see this and can't even see beyond the play Fat Pig to see this and to see the delicacy that is this play and mm-hmm. um, and how sort of tender it is in, in, in many different aspects. Um, you know, and, and I think it's it's 
because everyone is projecting their own experience with Mm -hmm. um, how they've been treated or how they've felt about themselves uh, within the character of, of Steph, you know, and... Some people have even said, like, you know, regular is just not even, you know, in the play. Yeah. The opening fight is about the boyfriend has said to somebody Mm -hmm. else that his girlfriend looks regular and she gets apoplectic on him. Yeah. Um, Which I've described as, like, lady porn because Mm -hmm. it's how you would want to react, you know, uh, if it weren't for the way that um, we're supposed to act in society, which is Mm -hmm. to be cool and to be calm and non-emotive about things, which is, um, you know opposite to everything we feel I, I saw something yeah. a little different uh, I mean I saw I, I saw exactly what you described uh, but I also had empathy right from the beginning uh, for the guy I'm sorry what's the characters the Greg Greg for Greg's character too because he said this thing to this as we learned very quickly this kind of jockey bro friend who's kind of a douche um and you would imagine the context of that uh you know which was overheard uh and not meant you know not meant for anybody else's ears and Mm -hmm. and he probably is you know just in a in a kind of a his own weakness you know with this Mm -hmm. guy was trying to be cool or funny or whatever and said this thing that his Greg's friend's girlfriend Mm -hmm. overheard and told Stephanie. So I had empathy with that guy immediately for like, you know, it's a shitty thing to say. That's an interesting point. I haven't thought about the part of it that you just said of his sort of, his relationship with Kent and how he feels forced to say things sometimes. I hadn't really thought about it in that way. Um, That was something maybe, uh, because I'm a guy, but I got that, because it starts with uh, if you're not familiar with the play, it starts with Steph screaming at this guy. Hold for the plane. Not mm-hmm. Hold for the plane. <laughs> not Hold for the helicopter. Uh, sound, how are we? Sound? Are we good? Are we good, sound? Sound? We might be the ones they're looking for. Hold for sound. I know. Can you, can you lead me in with the line you just were going to say? The line right before this, can you lead me in? Hold for sound. Are we good? Let me know. And, and three, two, Cue David. one. Action. Uh, where, where did I, where do I need to um, start up again? Uh, d- no, but I feel like Neil Aboot has this sense of, like, he really is a feminist author. Like, he's a feminist playwright. Oh, I cannot wait to send this to him. It will make his day. He's really a feminist playwright because he said some things I agree. in this I this totally play. agree. And I can introduce you to some people who would... Oh, I think freak yeah. out oh, yeah. over you Both saying of that. The female yeah. characters uh, become strong so throughout real. the play. So real. I, yeah. I, I, I never, for a second, didn't think it was feminist in a, in, a, in that sense at mm-hmm. all. Um, mm-hmm. I'm surprised that people. Oh, people. I mean, I'm not surprised, I guess. But yeah. I, 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 I'm telling you, I have close girlfriends who, um, who hated it and thought that. Uh, you know that, that, like, I mean, he is—he is synonymous with the word misogyny in a lot of people's eyes. They—it comes up all the time. Mm-hmm. It's you know. Wait, um, let me guess. America. Yes, she doesn't. <laughs> I knew it. She didn't like it, but you know, she. There were parts of it she didn't like too, but um, but, but you know, my producer and there were some other there were some other people as well, and. Uh, but it's so feminist. It's like he, he That's says the thing, things is that I are said, so you know, right. The miso- okay, maybe misogyny is just not the right word because no. misogyny would imply not just 
not just like hatred of women, but falseness of women. Mm. And there's nothing false about it. So no. misogyny would be if he wrote women that were like, I'm powerful, whatever, but they were just sex symbols. They were just bullshit. And that's not what he does. So I, I don't really understand. I think it's actually a misogynistic thought to think that what he writes is misogyny. You're that's right. what I think. I, well, come You're on. Right. That's, uh, I mean, it's not hateful. Misogyny is, is hate. Yeah, I, no, that's what I said. But I don't think it's hateful. I don't think it's hateful. I, I think it's a hatred of Neil LeBute. I think it's a hate hatred of the women that he writes. That's the misogyny, is that people see his work, and their seeing of it that way is misogyny. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. Not I that do. the characters just, themselves th- are misogynistic. I, yeah. But now it's getting into semantics. Honey, I, I won. Think that's a Honey, proper, please. I don't think it's a proper use Honey? of the word misogyny. Well, it, it is, but it, when, it, when I watch it, I am so bound up with like feminist rage it was like the 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 play was written by Germaine Greer I mean it was like written by like Simone de Beauvoir like I'm like this is a fucking this is so righteous it's almost bell hooks kind of shit yeah like it gets really I mean it gets so deep in that idea that beauty has a value that we understand as women and that there's two sides of that argument because when you are in um the other character's shoes of, of whatever being quote-unquote beautiful, you, you are constantly unsafe. Right. Like, I, when I am, like, I, I sort of think about it in this way. Like, when I'm a certain weight, like, if I, if I get, like, maybe 20 pounds less than I am now, if I get underweight at all, like, I'm, like, when I was younger, I would just so get raped all the time. So, <laughs> I would be, like, that's why I started doing comedy, because I was sick of getting molested. I was, like, I'm not going to get molested anymore. I'm just going to get fucked. <laughs> so I like, like it. I mean, God bless. If, you know, and be a comedian and be an adult, and I'm going to yeah. get get in charge I mean, of it. F- fill in those blanks first. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple leaps in there. There's a couple leaps, but I mean, I understand those like those blanks are coming. <laughs> when my body is a certain way, where it applies to like society or what society thinks is attractive, then I'm really at risk. And this is not to say that I'm like so beautiful or anything, but women who are sort of satisfy that idea of what beauty is we really have a hard time in the world mm-hmm. and then so I think consciously or unconsciously I keep myself heavier I have always kept myself heavier because I have always been afraid of that kind wow, of that's massive like crazy attention um, so it, it, you know it's weird it is so interesting that's what and guns are for get a gun <laughs> I know I should that'd be this easier is America <laughs> really I'm just too hot. Stand your ground. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just too hot. But isn't that like it's like you can't really say that. But I love in the in the in the play there's a monologue about it and she says her about monologue. Alicia Way. Those are important. Is, I think yeah. to the play. Yeah. I think without and those again monologues. another thing that my some of my friends were like hated them. They just were like they hated it and it was it's been so interesting each night spending time with different friends coming in and out of town and whatever and their feelings and I just, you know it's exhausting because it starts to I feel like a sounding board of like just taking in their own bullshit of whatever they're going or going through or whatever they're feeling and and even you know like people have said you know, he called you regular and it's not even that big of a deal and and or the other side of that mm-hmm. uh, I've had friends say like you're actually not even ugly. So you're, I don't even know why you're playing this role. You know, like the, mm. you're, you know, that's, it's not even a bad thing. Like it's a, you guys, you're missing the point that it has nothing to do with what he actually said. That is a, that is the cherry on top of the, mm-hmm. ca- uh, of the 
cake of everything that has been going on in four years. And she even says that. In the letter, she reads this crazy letter, this long letter where she breaks him down from literally from head to toe. And, uh, and she says, you know, the equivalent would be, I'm not going to be so crass as to say much about your dick because that would put me on your level. Mm-hmm. And that's the only thing, we talked about this in rehearsal too, that would get men to understand what it feels like to have your face dissected in the way that men do. Women never do it. No. They never do it. No. No. And it, it it's so sad to me. And then it just reminded me of all the times in my life where I let this kind of shit get in the way of love yeah, and what was true love and what was probably really good for me and what I needed. And it just killed me. That's why it made me so angry because it's like I... I, I've purposely fucked myself up this way because I cared so much about those like numbers right. of what guys were saying is she an eight or a nine or a ten or whatever like dumb shit that we should yeah. not be listening to anyway like that Never. doesn't matter to Never. anybody but I put so much value on it just like them and because we put so much value on the numbers we've all missed out on so many relationships because of yeah. this stuff and that's what the show really is to me is that how much we have totally denied ourselves love yeah because of these idea of society, like we need to satisfy these societal things. I don't get it. Wait, like, yeah. it, sounds like, it sounds like where you were going with that was that how much you miss out, uh, and uh, speaking specifically about the play, how much you miss out on love because you let those little things yeah. fuck up your relationship with that person who said that thing and you right. can't get past that. Okay. Right. And it's right. like, I'm, I, I'm just under- clarifying it for my own. And it's like, I, that's never come up before. I've never come away from a film or a play or a book or anything feeling that. And this mm-hmm. fil- th- this this play really did that. That was like, oh my God, I fucking That's, that's interesting. I did my, not uh, uh, think about that until you uh, just articulated it. But yeah, I, I can see that. Um, whether that was intentional or not by Neil Butte. It's an interesting yeah, point. Yeah, it is. It's hard and though. I, I've like, done what you've done. You know, I have this... Uh, Stomach for a reason because Honey, if put I the don't, microphone down there so they can hear. If it. I don't, uh, if I don't have this extra five, six pounds here, then I'll get raped again. Again. This is your friend. This is your friend. You're still very rapeable. Here. You're still don't do not say yourself no, out. You're being no, I'm giving like Margaret my wedding ring. She's giving me her wedding ring. No, that's no. not right. Yes, this that's is not right. Now. This is yours now. I quit. No. I quit. No, David, David is a king. Isn't he? <laughs> isn't Neil Butte really good at 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 getting to the shittiness of guys, though? And Not all guys, but those guys. Yeah, I actually. That's yeah. the thing. He. Re- I mean, what was the the first with the company of men? He doesn't pull punches. Yeah, he doesn't pull. He anything. just oh, man, fucking knows those. Yeah, I know those shitty guys. I recognize the Kent character of course. as oh, somebody yeah. I know quite well. The yeah. aspects of that. Yeah. No, I, not all guys are like that, though. I, I would say, uh, uh, you know, this is an unsolicited opinion, but fuck it, we're talking about it. I think the Kent character is a little cartoonish and, mm-hmm. uh, and more two-dimensional than the other characters in, in this play. Uh, and, I mean, I, we all know those guys, but it feels like uh, the perfect... With that, with that uh, dialogue, the perfect way to play him is kind of, uh, you know, jokey, cart- you know, dude, like bro, guy, right, mm-hmm. right. and that seems a little uh, uh, because Greg seems so real to me. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's very real. But in the, even in his monologue, in Kent's monologue, you know, he he, who's the bro guy, uh, ex- 
goes extrapolates that and goes into it and says this is all I have like this is I got a you know beat up car that I'm that's what I have to look forward to he actually has an existential moment where he talks about his life and how yeah. he knows he's worth nothing he yeah. is very aware yeah I mean, and what he I, has to bring before, to the I table think the, I think the play would suffer without those monologues yeah. which I, I think it just personally uh, instinctually I would I kind of those repel me a bit like mm -hmm. in in uh, in plays and movies where somebody addresses the audience and yeah. tells you know a five minute thing oh, about I had, themselves but but yeah. i think it really works in this play yeah and and it would suffer without them i yeah. yeah i saw it in new york with and without the monologues and i was very much when we went into rehearsals very adamantly did not want the monologues in there mm -hmm. and tried to push for that and tried to hope that they would want to do that and I am so glad that they didn't listen um, because I what, see what now was your, why what was your the exact feeling? same thing that you said I, I don't care for somebody suddenly yeah. like yeah as a device yeah, suddenly yeah. speaking to the audience it feels so patently false yeah. to me and um, especially in a play like this that's about subtext and then suddenly you're breaking the fourth wall and someone's talking to you about the stuff you already know mm -hmm. you know which it, it still has it still has that air of things to me but um but it works but it, it really works, works so well and yeah. also the the people that they cast you know my my cast members are so great in how they deliver those things so mm -hmm. um now i see it and i go ah and especially the carly's monologue which is my favorite mm -hmm. uh when she talks about having a daughter mm -hmm. and how she hopes her daughter isn't an object, it's just it pretty. crushes me. Yeah, it I'm upstairs, me. like getting ready in the green room, and every time I hear it, because the speaker's in my dressing room, mm -hmm. it, it kills me because, uh, you know, the thought of that. Mm -hmm. It's what everyone hopes. It's, but it's like, um, it, it, it's so crushing. Like it's just so you none of, nobody wins in this, you know. And and I think that's really beautiful. Actually, yeah. it's a really it's a profound. I, I disagree. Writing. I think uh, I think Steph and Greg both win. Yeah, in a he, way. I mean, they, they, they move in on. In a way, they move on. And and they're better people for it, mm -hmm. you know. And and. Uh, but I don't win. David. <laughs> I come away losing. I, I don't <laughs> Margaret comes away with an entire new I album. Understand. <laughs> well, it, this is part of it. Like uh, a part of my thing is stupid. Th I've always lived on a hill because I've always wanted a dude to come up the hill to come see me <laughs> every single time. Oh, girl. I always, God bless. always have, always have until <laughs> now, you know, and it's like I, I've always wanted them to work for it because I've always felt so much insecurity about my body and my face that I was like, if they work for it, show me they work for it, even on an incline, like even if it's like to, to the point of like a stupid incline, that's going to mean something to me, you know? Is that, is that why your bed is 12 feet above the floor? <laughs> yes. Huh. Yes. Interesting. <laughs> oh, honey. That's why all my shit is like really hard to climb into and like get up there. All my steps are really steep and it's just a stupid, weird thing. I'm always on the top of a bunch of stairs. <laughs> It's just a fucked up, dumb thing. Because like, I think I'm so unlovable that I have to make sure that somebody, if somebody's going to love me, they're going to have to go through all of these fucking like uh, president's fitness tests to make sure that they're <laughs> worthy. They have to do all this CrossFit to make sure. That, I don't know how many people from uh, any generation that's not ours are going to remember the, <laughs> the president's fitness test. They don't do that still, I don't do think. I don't There's believe no so. There's no way. They don't make the presidential they, fitness test. Did they make you a go a pole ever? Yeah, I had that in grade school. Yeah, really? So, like how? Yeah, how many? And it was called the presidential fitness test. I don't remember that, but I remember that it was up the pole and it was um, 
push-ups push and pull-ups and, yeah, yeah. and all that, that stuff of like it. how yeah. much stuff you could you could yeah. do. So maybe some young'uns will know. And I'm seven years old. Some young'uns will know. <laughs> Does anyone want any Maker's Mark before the cops come? I'll take a little bit. You know, one time I, I drank a whole like bottle. a policed area. <laughs> there, David, there are a lot of white people here, okay? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm. <laughs> one time I drank a bottle of Maker's Mark and then I, I ordered a Pilates machine on TV. <laughs> And I was so embarrassed that I stopped drinking for ten years. Wait, oh, let's go here, honey. Tell tell Margaret what you what you bought. Oh, I did other things too. Um, David got really drunk. I think and maybe high one night uh, at no, our place. No, I was just drunk. It was uh, first couple of nights I spent in a I have a house upstate, um, and uh, it was one of my first nights there, and um, <laughs> I was pretty drunk, and. Uh, feeling flush and loving my new life out in the mm. woods and I went online <laughs> and I purchased a telescope and I got the fanciest nicest telescope really I could expensive. get oh. uh, <laughs> except there was no um, there was no they would just have a picture of it like a photograph of mm-hmm. it um, and they all kind of looked the same um, but there was nobody there was no uh, uh, depth perception you couldn't tell how big they were yeah uh there was no person standing next to him operating it was just a photo of it and so ordered it drunkenly forgot about it It was like thousand bucks Uh but it's like man you can see fucking pluto yeah and uh like great i'll set it up on my porch and (laughs) and the guy i had it sent to the the guy who built my house uh uh you know could receive it and uh, he called me to let it know, let me know it was there, and um, and uh, did I have a truck? And <laughs> I go down to his place, and it's fucking massive. Now keep oh, in no, mind, girl, it's really big. Keep yeah, in mind that a lot of it is packaging because it's yeah, very fragile. Uh, but it was still, it's, it's so insane. Yeah. It's it's uh, really difficult to lift, mm-hmm. and it's <laughs> like it's it's bigger than I am. I'm it, five it nine, is, and yeah. it's probably and it's massive, and it's it's like NASA grade. Oh no! Oh, it's it's so it's it so work. big. Oh, I can't, I can't even. work it. It's so complicated. I don't know. We never what fully got it on the, set up. Uh, uh, phone with the guys at the who've tried to walk me through it twice, and I'm like, I I don't know. It's just, oh no, it's not, mirror here, and this reflects yeah. on this, and <laughs> and it's really heavy it's it's can you do laserium with it or anything like is it like wish. dual I mean, purpose like i could yeah. build a planetarium, planetarium around it <laughs> maybe you should it sounds like a planetarium thing like you know like swips around it's re- it's ridiculous it could be. and i was yeah. drunk and i and it was just a photo online and, yeah. and i was uh i was you know feeling very good and i was like okay i'm gonna get the best fanciest telescope <laughs> and i clicked you know i put my credit card in and uh and this it, you need a truck to get the box. Yeah. I had to have, bring it in a truck. Mm. <laughs> Jim, what have, Jim, what have you bought online that was dumb? Um, well, or, I'm just, I'm just uh, I have no impulse. Well, I don't drink, so I've not bought any telescopes or um, Pilates, Pilates machines. Pilates machines. Mm-hmm. Do you mm-hmm. smoke? I don't smoke. No, I'm He's pretty, never I'm in pretty his boring. Life. So. Not once, not even. Um, I, d- oh. I haven't bought anything weird online. But, uh, yeah. Um, I just That's better then. Yeah, I don't have any. I don't. I couldn't top that story. It was like it's like you've got Griffith, Griffith Observatory showed up at your house. Yeah, yeah that's what uh, it sounds like. It's yeah. It's sitting t- to this day. It's in my basement. No. Oh. Six six years. Six and a half years later, sitting. There. We keep talking about donating it to a school, but that may never happen. Maybe if well, there's we somebody. Have to, we have to get a truck. We have to get somebody who yeah. has 
the ability to because it's so fragile yeah uh yeah but it's it's uh pretty pathetic (laughs) well it's um i'm glad you have it i want to see this upstate house i haven't i haven't I haven't been up there. I've heard so much all, all about it about yeah. from from our John Roberts. When's the next Supermoon? Yes. Supermoon. We should we just missed one. We just missed one. We just missed one. Maybe you should yeah. have a big uh, couple weeks ago. observatory party for the Supermoon. Yeah. Yeah. Find somebody who can fix that thing, or not. Again, it's not broken. It's me. It's not. <laughs> I keep saying it doesn't work, but it's me that doesn't work. I'm the thing. I'm you're broken. No, honey, you're what? broken. Honey, it's you're broken. True. I don't know how to do it. It's it was so far advanced. Mm-hmm. It was uh, yeah. a foolish thing for me to this get. Is a, this is a commonality for David, though, with many things. I'm, I mean... Getting in over your head with, yeah. with whatever. With technology. What, what website were you on? That, or I, did you go, I'm going to go look for a, a telescope, and you got to that thing? Yeah, yeah. I just went, oh, I should get a telescope. This is a, you know, it, there's, there's no city for, you know, uh, uh, 50 miles, and, and the stars, when it's there are no clouds it, i mean just so it's filled with stars it's beautiful and it's a perfect place for a telescope but not or yeah uh, but you would need uh, uh i don't know like a uh, six years of schooling to operate the <laughs> telescope i got it's ridiculous it was just dumb it was drunk i was drunk and there's no you're not they don't i i assume they don't expect amateurs or drunk city guys <laughs> Who just got their country house, <laughs> you know, to go, I'm going to get me a telescope. So, I'm going to get me a telescope. I think it's four professionals I'm who... Get, uh, I'm going to get me doing. a telescope. I'm going to get me one of them fancy uh, look-up-close looker things. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't end up on like, a, on like a web... Like now, you know, the way everything everything is tracked, everything now on your online would be like telescopes and... NASA type stuff. Yeah, you would be. You would. Your cookies would have led you. Yes. To you know being. Uh, 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 um, That's what you with all kinds your of cookies. Your cookies. <laughs> hey, do you still? Um, do you still own Pachin? Because <laughs> I remember. No, you, you because spent I, a, you spent a number of years there. I right? was there for seven years, yeah. darling. <laughs> I know about lamb. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> You didn't have that before I met you. No, it's not oh horrible. God. It's like I spit, and then I actually every once in a while I would I would be there in Atlanta. I'd be like, oh, I I understand what David Cross was talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's I, an, it's and an I couldn't believe place. that you were from there too. <laughs> it's pretty I know, shocking. Nobody, nobody it's can. Nobody can. But then uh, you like it though. You have you ever been Pachin? to the Claremont Lounge? Of course. Oh my gosh. Have you been I, to the Claremont? Uh, yeah. He of introduced course. me to yeah. it. Um, it's um. That's when I fell in love with him. Is when he um let me buy him a lap dance from uh, Blondie. Blondie! Oh. And she crushed his face. Shit out of, uh, beat the crap out of his face but with I knew her, her boobs. I'd known and his glasses fell off. Laureate. She is yeah. an American poet. She is really a great poet. And she has... She's, she's published. In the, she's published. She's in right the Library that. of Congress. Yeah. She's really an amazing person. But she's she's a fuck... Like a, a fucked up kind of icon in a way. But I think she's great. Yeah, she's awesome. I mean, she clearly has some uh, issues, and uh, I went down there and I, I shot something uh, years ago with her, like a little film mm-hmm. thing, and uh, and I'd known her briefly just from the whole scene and, and stuff, and, and mutual friends, and uh, but there was a period of about five six months where she would just call me. Ooh. And mm-hmm. my phone would ring, 
So jealous. And uh, don't be. Uh, my phone would ring at like 4:30 in the morning, and I'm like, what? Uh, and then and you the the you would always instinctively you're like, oh something's wrong, something yeah. something happened. But I'm in New York, so yeah. you know this is when I was uh, uh, already in New York, and uh, and then she'd call and just ramble. She's fucked up, you know. Yeah. And she would just ramble about stuff and be really upset, and you'd have to you'd go like, yeah, no, that sucks. Well, you know, just. Uh, you know, tell them, uh, you know, whatever yeah. at 4.45 in the morning. But uh, And then Yikes. it stopped. Then mm-hmm. there was like a brief period there. But, um, but yeah, she's, a, she's an, uh, a fascinating woman. All those sure. women there, all the, the, all the women there I think are really interesting. But Miss Popeep? Um, yeah. Nilvis Popeep. She's yeah. probably my in her 80s. F- yeah, my favorite is the, the one who plays Peekaboo with her pussy lips. That's by far my favorite. <laughs> oh, that would be Popeep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is she a poet I, as well? You know, no. Uh, I'll tell you, my, the first time I ever went to the Claremont Lounge, I was with my friend Craig Williams. Uh, oh, I hate Craig. You don't know Craig. <laughs> I do know Craig do because I had, a, I had a backpack. One time, you and me and Craig, we were driving back. We, you and I, you and me were going to San Francisco. No, we were going to L.A. And no, Craig, this wouldn't be Craig Williams. No, I think so. Craig was he's such a fucking asshole. And then I had... No, no, no. This cannot possibly but be But wasn't Craig. there a guy named Craig that was around that was a total asshole? In L.A.? In San Francisco. That with with us. But he was a friend of yours. And I remember I told Janine, I go, Craig was with us. And she goes, oh, I fucking hate Craig. <laughs> I got to, no, it wasn't Craig Williams. He was at Atlanta and then moved to Portland. Oh, okay. So this is somebody uh, else. So Sorry, Big Craig. apology to Craig Williams. Sorry, Craig. Excuse us. Craig from San Francisco. I got to figure this he was, out. I think his name was Craig. His name was Craig. And then I remember Craig, I had Craig, can you call in live? Please. Can you call in right can now and just right now? identify <laughs> yourself? <laughs> but I had a purse. I had like some cheap, shitty purse from like... I don't know, somewhere. Was he a comic? No. He's just a dude. And then it, it He was a friend of David, so he was Yeah, he was a friend he, he was you with you. David? And his name was Craig. And I remember he, I had a stupid, stupid, stupid purse that said on it New York, London, and like Rio. <laughs> and then so he looks out and he goes, So where'd you get it? New York, London, or Rio? <laughs> and I was so That's kinda of funny. It was hilarious. But I was so angry and then I told Janine and she said, Oh, that's so fucking typical. He's such an asshole. I hate that guy. I hate Craig. <laughs> oh, I don't know I gotta, who Craig is. Who now, who is. was that? Was I don't know. It, he was blondish, glasses, no. little shaggy. Wow, that's that's like Craig Williams. Craig, please call in and apologize and right he, now. He, live. Was with, he came with live. us, and he didn't drive back with you and me to LA. He stayed, and he knew Janine. I don't know why, but she hated him. Oh, that can't. That's that's not Craig Williams. I, I mean, think he was a Boston oh. guy. Oh, that's not Craig. No. But I'll. Oh wait. <laughs> uh, was it Crescino? Maybe, maybe it's. I feel like it was like a C Chris- name. It was a no, guy. Margaret. He was blonde. It, it was probably Crescino. He yeah. would be. He, yeah. All right. It's got to be. Yeah. Yeah. Because I I Chris- was gonna punch him. No. <laughs> Janine hates him too. Just um, just over the purse though. Did he? Was there anything no, else? It was, it was just, just that purse. It was crack. a general. It was a general kind of like shitty. <laughs> He said something about her face. Her face. Ooh. He said my face was... He said you had a regular purse. <laughs> yeah, a regular just, purse. It's just a regular purse. <laughs> That's so angry. New York, London. What was it? New York, Rio? London? I thought it was going to be New York, London, Paris, Paris, Munich. Everybody talk about pop music. Pop music. I thought that's where you were going. But it was... <laughs> but Rio. it's somebody. Rio. We went something. Rio in there. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> Uh-oh. 
we have to go to the parking garage. It's going to close. I just realized. Oh, shit, is it? Can we no. tell everybody what we're doing just right now, just so they know? We're sitting, we're like high schoolers. It's adorable. Yeah, it's we're great. We're sitting across the street from the Geffen Playhouse in Westwood. Oh, that's how I spent my high school years. Oh, honey. Uh, <laughs> literally, like, UCLA. on a bench in a grassy knoll. You want me to go get the car? Under fluorescent um, lights. No, why don't, why don't we wrap it up, and then we'll just go. But Hold on, I want to tell people more about the cement. Please tell. It's there's pee on it, and okay, the end. Um, a okay. lot of debris, a lot of rubbish. There's um, some Nature Valley breakfast watch. biscuits underneath. Oh yeah, lots of garbage. But I just want to say a couple, two things. I cannot wait to watch you in Hateful Eight. <laughs> um, I'm so excited about the movie. I watched the trailer today, hmm. and I'm so excited. Trailer. There's like a trailer of the. He he did. He took a camera and he made a trailer of uh, sort of some kind of um, 70 millimeter thing. So I don't know what he did, but he made a trailer without anybody. How can you make a trailer? Because he's Quentin. Because he's Quentin. Because he came last night, by the way. Oh, he did. Yeah, he was the first one to stand up. We got. We, he, he he loved it as well. He said exactly what you said. He Same he thing. would love it. He's got yeah. very good taste, yeah. and he would absolutely love it. And it's that kind of thing where he would get exactly what everything is. He's so smart. He yeah. will get everything. He yeah. will get it all. And um, I'm glad he came. I wish I'd see. Um, tell him I said hi. I will. I haven't seen him. Um, for I saw him the last time I saw him he was scouting locations for Django mm-hmm. and he was so he gets so busy and businessy like he oh, gets so irritated don't gets, even get me started but you know how businessy he's he like gets? the you worst can't, friend you can't ever. think because he just gets real businessy oh. and then when he's there he's like I want to see you what are you and he's so sweet when he's not businessy oh my god yeah no but then he gets so that's business. a whole other podcast just you and me talking about Quentin he gets so business and I. But I tell him I miss him and I love him. I will. I'm seeing him tomorrow. And he knows my goddamn number. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I can't wait to see it. I know that. I know that it looks like just. It's going to be so exciting. I'm glad that he's actually making it because it was like there's a lot of shit like stuff. But yeah, yeah. He's so good. Yeah. And um, tell your dad I said hi. I will. I will. I'm going to see him tomorrow. Um, and my favorite movie of his is The Haunting, and I actually have... That is my favorite movie. His David hates that film. Why don't you like it? it? Why don't you like it? Why don't you like it? it? Uh, the acting is just terrible. Oh, Claire Get Bloom? Get out it's of it. Awful. Claire Bloom? Claire Bloom Claire is Bloom? a so work of genius. Claire Bloom? So what? 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 Oh, you and so I, bad. Ukraine. I, you and I. I, I <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's like a sketch. It, to me, the whole thing was... Honey, uh, everything to you is like a fucking sketch. That's not true. This uh, look at us right now. This is a sketch. It's a sketch. I I, th- I can uh, recognize and I appreciate the 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 really cool shit that uh, was Robert Wise Wise right yeah, yeah. Uh, that he did. Everyone in, has in ripped him off. Everybody, yeah, Guillermo yeah. del Toro. Like there's, everybody. There's uh, Sam Raimi stuff. Yeah, in there, everybody, you know? everyone. And it's really cool how he makes something scary without you ever seeing it. And yeah, and it's really that's great. But the. Uh, the acting is just uh, uh, awful, and then the no, well, then the t- plot hole at the end. Come on, I don't want to what? ruin it for people, but oh, it's you a, know, it's a I've horror it a movie. You're not going to you know ruin a plot hole. The, I, when the when the woman's up at the balcony yeah. uh-huh. and then she's like, whoa, you know, the girl's up on the uh, yeah on the stage. What sta- about it? What's that? How's that a plot hole? Oh, the explanation for that when they uh, how they wrap up. She all She says the loose she ends. opened it and looked down and she, she got didn't- scared. 
Yeah. And, and didn't, and then ran away and didn't tell oh, any Oh, you're guy. wrong. You're but so he's still fucking wrong. wrong. I you are he's so cool. fucking wrong. But but I'm he's not. got like turtlenecks, and I'm Claire not. Bloom has a turtleneck, and they've got medallions, and they're <laughs> just so rad. Oh, and do you like, like the undercurrent of, uh, oh, of like the, the lesbian good, story, too? And she's like, All right. yeah. No, it's. That's it, what I like. You forgot about the medallions, David. Yeah, medallions. Yeah, that, uh, you're crazy. You're thinking of the one guy that plays the professor who, yes, is not good in no, it at fucking all. fucking Juliet Mills or whatever Oh, her I name will is. fucking throw this mic down right now. It, That's just, absolutely it's, it's insane. So, it's like a, it's she is a, a She's a sketch. genius in that film. But I had that, that poster was hanging For in my time, house. For that time, that era? That was, I had, I had an antique poster from the 60s um, and I would hang it in my old house on the hill where you guys would come over and we would listen to Oasis in 1997. <laughs> we listened and we, to... And we'd listen to Oasis and we'd all... I, we'd stop at intermittently and go, I can't believe it's 1997. Yeah. We Constantly. would like not be amazed. We would be amazed. Like, how can I can't? It's 1997. Well, when you were talking about uh, living on a hill, that's the first place I remembered. <laughs> that's exactly. That's the typical. It that was a lot of stairs. It's a lot. It's it hard to get up there. And your bed was <laughs> fucking insane. Yeah. It's really high. It was, uh, yeah. It's very, oh, very real? high. Very, very high. It's all very real. It's all real. Um, I love that. I love you guys. I, we have to go get our car, but let we me just get really, really fast. Um, where can people find out about what you're doing? Like you're on social media a lot, so you're you on Twitter. No, I'm not. I'm you're not. on Facebook. I, I'm. I'm. I. Yeah. I, I honestly, Instagram is really the only thing I do. Oh, what are you on Instagram? What's your name? Is it, is Amber it Rose Tamblin. Okay, it's just with my middle name. It's, uh, it's and it, it's attached to Facebook, but yeah. I, I, I don't update Facebook. I update only Instagram. Okay, that's that's all I can handle. That's good. <laughs> that's that's, that's, that's a that's a lot. Much to David's chagrin. Every time I'm like, let's take a I'm picture. Not, I'm on nothing. You're on He's nothing. on nothing. You're nothing. on you're on my Instagram, honey. You're a massive star. You're but huge. I, I you're refuse. Huge. I think it's uh it's the death of society. You're right. I hate oh it. Oh my god. Me too. Here so where can we you go. be reached? I can be reached where at Margaret. Where can you be reached on I'm the at, death at, of society? I'm at Margaret Show. Where are you, Jim? At Jimmy Shelter. We are all I don't want anybody to reach me. That's yeah. the point. Don't reach me. <laughs> if you're a stranger, but if you, you want to, to just got you can you can talk to David at Monsters of Talk if you need to tweet him. Because yeah, we'll take we'll that. take your mail for you. No, absolutely not. We'll take your notes for you. If you if you are within the sound of my voice, please <laughs> don't. There's leave nothing. Leave me. <laughs> leave him alone with his fucking telescope. So I move and, and his wife and his, and his wife and 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 their discussions Just about movies. Send send them to, the to Monsters of Talk. Margaret will send them to me. We will send you. them to the is telescope. That the name of it, I like that. Monsters of Talk. Monsters yeah. of Talk. Yeah, nice. that's, that's us. Good. But we, um, yeah, we are on uh, SoundCloud on iTunes on Mondays, and we are also on uh, uh, YouTube. He doesn't know what Uber know is. Oh, he's an I? idiot. No, he's not. He's I, know, a genius. I know what iTunes and uh, Dave, uh, YouTube is. David not. has known for a long time that I think David is a genius. <laughs> well. <laughs> so, 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 talk about sketches. We sat there. We, we just happened to be there for the greatest sketch ever. Titanica. Titanica. We were oh, in the audience. God, that's you a can good hear one. us. We were laughing. in the audience for Titanica. If you go back and watch nice. the uh, Holy DVDs, fuck, that was 1997. That was 1997. We laughed so hard at Titanica. I mean, it's the hot dog. It's the burnt, the crisp hot dog. The skin. <laughs> that that was. It's the skin. Uh, uh, we we went to great lengths to make that a reveal. You know that yeah. pulling the sheet off. Yeah. Um, I've never you know, so Jay much. is literally underneath. I'm sitting down yeah. uh, on this thing, and my legs, I'm like kind of at a 45-degree angle, and my legs are splayed 
open and Jay Johnston is underneath me. I'm doing the hands and he's doing the feet. <laughs> oh my god! It was crazy. We should have oh, gotten wow. a picture of how tight those. Yeah. And he's like, his head is in like right in my nutsack, you know. And and he's it was tiny cramped yeah. space, and that's where Jay was. But the funniest <laughs> is your face because you don't laugh. You're like totally like a baby. Like you're like so vulnerable. That's what makes me so like crazy about Titanica is that you just want to be cool. And be there, and everybody hates it. <laughs> yeah, it's uncomfortable. Because it's just so hot to hug. That th- and that thing, somebody, a friend of mine shared that on on the death of uh, society, as you call it, on, on Facebook recently. The hot dog? My, Michael Jorgensen and Wilco. Oh, the hot dog. Uh, he actually shared that uh, sketch. Oh, the sketch so Titanica. It, yeah, like a few months ago. Uh, it has a life. It still has legs, that little hot dog thing. Well, in, in rock rock and roll history, Mr. Show had such a huge influence on rock and roll. I mean, it, it, you know, all those guys. I will say this, since oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. this is a, uh, a viable way to get the information out there, um, it looks very, uh, uh, certainly enough for me to say it and announce it, but uh, uh, I believe we're going to do a... Uh, 20th anniversary for the 20th anniversary Mr. Show uh, a special on HBO and another Mr. Show oh holy uh, shit in 2015 yeah (gasps) holy shit that's a scoop that is quite a scoop you you just scooped it well one time Wayne Wilkerson and I got kicked out of a sketch so maybe you guys will put me in one (laughs) what'd you get kicked out of Wayne Wayne Wilderston Wilderston what's his name Wayne Wayne Wayne. yeah uh, yeah. Yeah. Wayne Wilkerson Wilkerson Wilderson Wilderston. Wilderston. I want to say Jocelyn von Wilderstern, but Wilderson. <laughs> Wayne Wilderson and I were in a sketch that was written by Bob. What was the sketch? I can't remember. Was it a live or a pre-tape? It was a it 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 was a it was a pre-tape which never which you cut. Oh. Which you didn't do. Was it a link? Um it must have been. And what I can't it? remember what it was about, but it was it was it it, it there was it was Myself and Wayne, and then you guys, and I don't know what we did, but yeah, there are, there are a bunch of those on the floor. Oh, not I'm that sure. many though. Not that no, many. No, I mean, well, there was so we we overwrote over. You know, mm-hmm. we would do kind of. We got good at at trimming them down over the years, but you know, we'd have big fat shows that we you just have to. Did you get to it. see yeah. the Bob and David tour, like the tiny one that they did last year? No, um, no, no, no! Oh I wanted. I would have. Would have loved to. Do that. We didn't do that in L.A., did we? Yeah, you did. Well, you did oh, it at that at the Jack Black Festival on the pier. Oh, oh the fe- yeah. yeah, it was a nightmare. Disaster. Yeah, yeah. but um, man, they still got it. They will always. They will always have it. Like a, I that mean, fucking it, dude from Breaking Bad and Arrested Development. What? Get out of here! <laughs> no, those guys. Those guys. They're the best. Like, well, I can't wait to see it. it. I can't wait to see it because I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna go and we'll be laughing and dying in the audience just, just, just like old times. Yeah, I'll be with you. It, yeah, it'll, it'll it, you know, I, I'm really looking forward to it. We're, uh, um, I love it. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, just. Bob and I met very informally twice just to uh, kind of kick ideas around, but very informally, to very relaxed and. And we came up with some, just riffing, came up with so many funny ideas. And, uh, oh, that's and, great. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. I can't wait. And you guys are so brilliant. So that's awesome. See, now we have this, and then we now have Hateful Eight to look forward to in 2015. Ah. All right. Year's made. we got to go get our car. 
go get that car. So, right, thanks, thanks you thank guys. You, we love our listeners. We'll talk to you next time.